Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented animatic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Skeven Universe and Miraculous Ladybug, among others. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilbaugh. You. Today, Delaney and I will be wrapping up our Volume 3 coverage of Ruby. Uh, we previously covered Ruby every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast, and we will... Presumably continue to do so for book four, for volume four, but um, volume three is over, season three is over, sad. Um, and so. Where's the soundtrack? Yeah, where's the soundtrack? One. And two, in this podcast, we will be looking back on the season as a whole. Th- frequently throughout the season, we referenced um, kind of viewing these episodes as, on their own and then um, kind of saying, like, yes, I don't think this, especially for these early episodes in the season a lot of people were very down on them for and saying uh it's going to be so terrible in the context of the season and i said yeah but i'm trying to just evaluate it on its own and i kind of liked it on its own so now's the time to evaluate see whether it all worked out from a season-long perspective we're going to give our episode rankings for the season uh which is a thing i'm very big on and just kind of yes. wrap up our coverage of ruby i know a lot of you guys are listening to it thank you very much for listening to every week about ruby please check us out for other shows and um yeah i just uh sad that the season's ruby season of ruby's over it's probably going to be quite a while before the next one although i think that they're going right into production so it might only be a year <laughs> as opposed to over a year which was last time so uh let's uh but for understandable reasons of course let's see let's get into this so um we're very up and down i think on ruby this season right like it kind of in the beginning uh we were kind of like okay there's a decent premiere then there's a string of episodes that were kind of bad and we said they're kind of bad um and to be fair, a lot of people said they're bad. Yes. <laughs> like, it's really us. not just us. And then we got into the middle of the season and it's kind of a mixed bag. We start getting into more plotty things. People are very excited to actually have plot happening. Um, oh, spoilers for the entire season, by the way. Um, and uh, mixed results in the middle of the season. And then we get into the end arc um, with, again, mixed results. So I... I- think like what you're gonna see is that we're gonna really complain a lot about the overall plot lines this season um i think even more so than seasons one and two which were a little bit all over the place i think season one was kind of focused in exposition season two was doing a lot of things but it it, like here's the thing the season was trying to be more ambitious narratively so obviously it's it has a higher like higher things to look at to live up to right um There's there's more there's there's a larger distance for it to fall. Oh, and speaking of fall, uh, uh. <laughs> awful. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's yeah. It, it sees like season two. Season one was exposition, and I loved it for that. Um, yes. Season two kind of was just doing a lot of stuff, and like when we got to the plot at the end of the season, it wasn't really related to anything that happened previously. But that's okay because it wasn't promising anything. Like right. there's no natural way to wrap up that season. So what ended up happening was kind of fine. Um and I do think the season two finale worked really well. But this season, uh we were promising a lot of stuff was gonna happen in the last few episodes. And whether it happens or not, I think we're gonna discuss now. Um I I guess let's start off with this. I I, we had like episodes one to five and re- once we got to fall episode six we actually try to start getting the plot we get to episodes one to five and the big question is how are these episodes going to play in the context of the season these episodes very focused on the tournament um on individual character arcs um i think in retrospect the weiss uh and winter stuff 
holds up very well. Yes. But I think basically everything else from episodes one to five does not. Agree. So, like, here's like, like, let's take um, episode five, never miss a beat. I got a, I got a few asks about that one saying, I really didn't like this one. There's disappointingly no plot. It was just kind of dumb. And we, we, we were both like, this was a good episode. It was yeah. it's nice. It had the fight was nice. Looking back as the season overall, um, this episode is worse than looking at it on its own. Yes. Because it was just, it's just nonsense and it has nothing to do with anything. Well, I mean, honestly, like just all the first few episodes are just the problem is the tournament, the tournament had no payoff. That's the big problem. There's no reason to have these tournament fights. Um, it's like we, it was literally wasting time until we got to the point where Yang like broke air quotes, Mercury's leg. Every thing seems like a waste of time until that moment and up at the end of yeah, episode like three. it's just it's so not a payoff like we have these and honestly like well the reason we liked never miss a beat was because that was the only fight that like was interesting up to that point like we had so many like we were so tired of the tournament fights because one like we literally got one ruby we got one team ruby fight and the rest of the time, it was like these characters we don't really care about and these teams we don't really care about. Heck, there are teams that aren't from Beacon. They're like from other schools. And it's like, we don't care. It's like, will Team Funky pay off? Will Team, yeah. uh, will team Frat Boys pay off? Whatever they're called, yeah. right? Like, And they don't. No, they don't. They Like, yes, they're at the end of the season and like they're fighting. But it's like, I literally don't care who they are. And again, we have stated this multiple times. The male characters... Or might as well be cardboard cutouts. They don't need to be here. Like, they literally don't do anything. Now, so eventually we're going to get to what do we think of the season overall. Um, that's, like, the big question. And I think we need to discuss to get there. But yeah. basically where I'm starting out is, for a lot of the reasons discussed here, and especially when we talk about the Maidens, um, as a whole, this is the worst season of Ruby. Yes. And I don't think it's particularly close. Um and the, I don't really, this isn't, you know, and I think that most of the fandom would agree that this isn't really up for debate either. Well, like, this is very no, obvious. I think, I think you'll find people defending it. Um, people, a lot of people liked what happened at the end. Um, and a well, lot of the pe- end was good, but I don't really think you can, I really don't think one episode can redeem an entire A lot of people season. also did not like season one. I mean, I, I think that nothing here was worse than the John arc in season one. Agree. But, but that was only a few episodes. The rest yeah. of season one was spectacular, I think. So, yes. I mean, spectacular is a strong word. It was very good, I think, for a new show. And um, just just overall, the season, as we're going to discuss, basically nothing works uh, as a cohesive unit. Um, and like, well, it's like, it's really hard for me. It was really hard for me to do these rankings. Like, we have our lists, and I don't really have that many episodes that are like, bad but the thing is like they don't work as a season like yes the episodes are fine but like they don't work together at all they in don't. any sort of like way that like makes sense like you can that's the thing like i have these episodes and some of them i have ranked kind of high because i enjoyed them and i thought they were good episodes but like put together it doesn't matter because you can't put six good episodes together and hope it's a good season like book three of core which we have talked about on numerous occasions as being quite easily with the best season of television ever and it's not just because every single episode is amazing it's because every single episode is amazing preface that point we think we think that we think a lot of people (laughs) once you get outside of the corvette then people get a much less high on the show yes but but like so we think that and it's like and it's not just because every episode is great every episode is great and it works so Okay, so there's a okay. If we're going to talk about book three core, I think that that's a season that's stronger individual, also a season that's stronger individually than as a unit. But as a unit, it does work. 
Yeah, um, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like we have all these great episodes, but then they also work together as a season. Yeah, they're not. They're not spe- like the best thing ever as a season. Like, yeah. I, like, like the villain plot is not the best thing ever if you look back on it overall. But, um, so there's least, actually like a co. There's actually like some sort of cohesion to the. There's some cohesion to the entire season, which lacks here. So one thing we should note is that neither Delaney nor I have gone back and watched the season as a whole as a two and a half hour block. Um, I both of both of us have done that for that's how you watch the show originally yeah. and i went back and watched the other seasons at like that and um we both think that basically seasons one and two work really well as a unit um i i re-watched uh, all the show before the season and i rewatched season one and i skipped the john arc and season one was great um <laughs> i did skip it like i genuinely did not want to watch it again so bad but uh and then i rewatched all of season two and i think season two works a lot better as a unit because it's just a lot of cool stuff happening it's got a really nice tone and stuff uh theme and stuff like that uh not theme like like uh whatever and uh we haven't done this for this season so we really don't know but you can i think it's valid to evaluate it just looking back now and uh basically they're framed with ruby is like it works really well in like movie style that's kind of what we've always thought about yeah. seasons one and two and i think that it's not going to be the case this season no. no no i think kind of the first few episodes might be okay together because it's just a lot of tournament it's fights, just the tournament and that's like okay but then you get in the second half and it's just so it's so it's it's none of the none of here's the thing even when we're talking about the tournament so far that's not even the main problem with the season no the problem is the maidens that that's the big problem like fall <laughs> if you listen to my our podcast on it i was so angry at that episode and it's just even worse in retrospect like they do nothing with that plot nope and it's not a thing and then suddenly at the end we have this new thing and it's like what and they don't doing? even if ruby becomes a maiden at the end then it'd be slightly better like it, yeah. it would be it's but it, it, okay it'd be significantly better it still wouldn't be good but it would be a lot better. Like, like you can't honestly, just pick- like what they're doing is like, there are so many epic fantasy series I've tried to start, but then you read the first chapter and it's literally like the season. You're like, none of this makes sense. And then you close the book and you put it away. But you have no desire to read that book because nothing makes sense. That's what's going on. Like there, there's too many elements going on that don't like, you can't introduce fantasy elements and then just try and let them stand because they're fantasy elements. Now, you don't have to, like, explain them in detail, but you can't just throw out, like, five different fantasy elements, not explain any of them, especially when none of them work together. Now, look, I I think that a lot of the Maiden stuff, a lot of our finale stuff, will, looking back, as once we get, uh, apparently once we reach the end of the show in season 30. Then, yeah, in season 400. Which, uh, which is coming from them, not me, is... Uh, like, it's real, guys. <laughs> it's, it's not happening, but that's... That's what they said. That's what they said. Once they have a 30 se- 20 season plan or something like that. Once, 20 years from now. Once, when Ruby's 20 over. years from now when Ruby's over. I think this, uh, this season will play better in the context of the whole show. I hope yeah. so. I hope yeah. they go somewhere. Well, it's just, like, it's just like with Korra, book one functions very interestingly in the art and the entire show of as char- as Korra's character. Yeah. And also and also like book two's plot is a little more interesting from the perspective of the se- of the entire series. I yeah, think. as as um especially from like cuz when you look at it's you know Avatar it's not really it's not like, like yes it was advertised in like other countries as the legend of Aang but it's about being the avatar and like Aang saving the world. Korra is just about Korra and her, who she is as a person and that's what's really interesting when you look over the four seasons is what Korra becomes and how she changes as a person and it's amazing. And it's not a good it's not a good analogy cuz there's no character arcs in <laughs> 
<laughs> There's not really character arcs in the show. Uh, oh, I just meant like when you look back. But yeah, it's like look back and some things are better, right? So I think yes. that I think that the. Sh- season will make sense in the context of the series they're obviously going for a bigger vision here and i understand like if that's your if that's your criticism of what we're saying that's not what i'm arguing right like here's here's what me and delaney are saying we are evaluating volume three as a unit that's it now you could say that's not a valid way to uh that's you shouldn't be doing that um like but then my question is like what are we supposed to be evaluating like just we should wait until the end of the series to say anything about the show like i don't think that's how tv shows work like i think basically every tv show because we're not actually going to get to season 20 <laughs> yeah but also even if they ended in seven seasons or whatever every tv show functions as units that are seasons like that's why you have a unit of a season um so it needs to work kind of on its own and even if you ignore that logic which is kind of arbitrary uh watching the last three episodes which are supposed to pay off and not actually pay off things that happened before made those episodes worse so it's like watching things that happen uh uh, things that happen are bad because they're not fulfilling things that happened earlier right so it's just it's it's like okay so it's not like everything's terrible this season but um basically everything that we're questioning whether it would work in the end didn't work is what i'm trying like, to say. i'm even higher on the maidens than dylan is and i still think this is like a major problem so the maidens are an atrocity <laughs> and uh it's like the worst thing ever um here's the thing so this is like i i, I like genuinely think the maidens this season function as maybe the worst single plot line I've ever seen in the history of TV in one in one show. Like it's just like the, they don't even try to to pay it off at all. Yes, the thing is like the concept isn't bad, the idea isn't bad, the the execution is absolutely atrocious. I think the concept is bad in that they're introducing this brand new ele- mythology element in the middle of a season without even trying to integrate it. That's like well, that's well, well, that's well, that's for me. That's the execution part of it. Like the concept. Okay, is if you the started with the, the maidens execution. from the first uh, first part of the show, then okay, yeah. like yeah, I, I mean it's it's like a tropey thing, right? I don't. It's yeah. it's fine. It's a fine concept, but. Um, and like I, I like I genuinely think they are going to pay the maidens off in a big way. Like I think our villain was the is the original winter maiden. And yeah. I think Osmond is the original wizard. Um, like I, from a perspective of looking back from seasons one and two, that's not fulfilling because we didn't know right. the maiden story. Yep. But just at least it pays off something that's just glaring and what I think is the worst episode of the show. Fall and maybe it'll help when our main characters actually get to learn about the maidens because as far as we know, Ruby and them have no idea what's going also, on. Also, they don't know what the maidens are. That's true. Yeah, because it's like. Because I think that's honestly what would have been better. Because it's part of the thing is like, I like Pyrrha. But, and I mean, Team Juniper, like, it's Ruby. It's Ruby. Like, that's the show. It's Ruby. It's Team Ruby. They're the main characters. And as much as they try and force them, to me, Team Juniper are not main characters. And when you have Pyrrha and you do something like this with Pyrrha, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's very unsatisfying when you take a character like Pyrrha and you try and introduce this new giant plot element. So yeah, and let's use go, her as the agent. Let's go through all the long-term plot arcs this season and say and th- say whether they work or not. Actually, there's there might be one or two that do work. So yeah. let's talk Pyrrha because that's a big one. The fall of Pyrrha was a recurring theme throughout the entire season, um, mostly the second half, but you could argue the beginning too. Uh, and it pays off with uh, this uh, with one of my favorite scenes of the show. Uh, granted, like this, this this season has great stuff. Um, yeah, we're just uh, talking about it as a as a unit together uh pira versus um cinder that fight scene incredible uh yes, so yeah. it ends in that and then pira dying well how how do you think this ultimately played as a arc in volume three 
I mean, we predicted it. It was very much something that we knew was going to happen. They definitely, they definitely like made it. Uh, they definitely foreshadowed it enough, right? Yeah, they foreshadowed it enough. Like it was like <laughs> they telegraphed it, and I mean, it worked for Pira. Um, this is maiden stuff aside, like just as per- as Pira's character and Pira's character arc in the season and Pira's farewell t- on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it did work in that. It, I mean, it was telegraphed. Like, this wasn't a surprise to anyone. It's not like it didn't make sense. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, killing a, I mean, killing a character just to kill the character is kind of annoying. But I did say in a previous podcast that this was the only way Pyrrha's character could end satisfactorily. And they did that. Because they had been driving Pyrrha into the ground this entire season. And this was the only way Pyrrha could end. They... I think they did do it well. They... Every, you know, we had several episodes, even though I think Destiny is a terrible episode, we have these moments with Pyrrha, and this is all in character, this is all, like, very much Pyrrha, and Pyrrha, even though we might say that she didn't really have a choice, this was Pyrrha making decisions, and these are Pyrrha's mistakes or triumphs, depending on how you want to look at it, as Pyrrha, as a character, and she had even though she chalked it all up to destiny Pyrrha maintained her agency throughout the season and we get to the end and Pyrrha sacrifices herself sacrifices herself she goes into this fight knowing she will die and that's very in line with who Pyrrha is as a character how she's been presented the entire show I mean it's even to Pyrrha's like character design like Pyrrha is the warrior goddess she is the protector and everything she did made sense given the cards that she was dealt. And I think it, I think this did work in context of the maidens, eh, but as Pyrrha as a character, this all worked. Yeah. We don't need to get into the maidens and with Pyrrha. Um, yeah. I, so I think it's one of the better long-term arcs this season. I actually think over, I, like, I think there's good and bad. I think you hit on all the yeah. good there. Um, I think overall it doesn't work. Uh, like I, I, like I genuinely think it's a bad arc because there's no reason that Pyrrha dies. Pyrrha just pointlessly yeah, dies in the just end. Dies. So I think that ruins the entire thing. Um, even though they'd had some great moments, uh, and I, well, like, I think like, cause I had said that like the only way this could end and it'd be okay with pure dying was because of the way the arc went. Like if just like, the way it's structured, that's where it's going. Right? Yeah. That was like, where it's structured. Yeah. Pure had to die. And in that way it worked because if they had done anything yeah, and else, I, I agree with that. Like, I think it's, no, I'm yeah. not saying that I wanted Pyrrha to die, but like, this is, no, what... no, there's good to it. And I think that there's individual components that are great, especially her fight scene at the end. Um, and it's handled fine. Uh, but the big problem is that there's just no reason that she does at the end. It just makes no sense in the context. I mean, it like it makes logical plot foe sense in the episode. Yeah. But there's just no like you look back like why did Pyrrha die? There's not really any reason. Why did she have to go challenge Cinder? There's no reason um, other than her psychology, which I think was one of the better parts of the arc. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's one of the better long term plot arcs. But like it's not I don't wouldn't necessarily characterize it as a good arc overall. Um, let's talk about, uh, we talked about the tournament. I think we're clear on that. So let's again, make clear that Weiss's character development, um, like, I think it's worse now than we thought it would be at the end of the season. Cause we basically just stop after episode yeah, five. Um, but Granted, we stop, like there is no character development for anyone this entire season. Yeah. Weiss, Weiss had some great stuff in the beginning of the season and it pays off at the end, although not in a way that we, as much as we would have liked. Right. Um, but still overall, I think Weiss wins the character of the season award. Yes. 
uh, of our main Three. four. Of our main four. Of our main four. There's some. We'll we'll get into Cinder. So let's talk about Cinder as a villain this season. Um, we have a huge Cinder episode in episode seven, um, and we have uh, her maybe dying at the end. Her plans not coming together. So I think there's a lot of sides with this Cinder long term plot arc here. Um, the bad is that what she's doing doesn't make sense and is arbitrary the entire time. And we don't really understand what she's doing. Um, the good is that we see a lot of nice interactions with her other uh, villains, especially in episode seven. And well, it's a weird, like Cinder's character is so odd because at first we have no idea what she's doing. We're like, what is your motivation, Cinder? Why? And then we find out the maidens and that she is hungry for this power, which I think we discussed that like her lines in the episode were the best like Cinder has probably ever had. And it's like, okay, and, and then we think that, okay, Cinder's going to be just like the power hungry and still a main spider. But then we, later we learn that she's um, serving someone. So we never even really get a, a concrete uh, read on her at the end. I yeah, think. it's very it's very odd because we know she hungers for this power and we ha- she has this drive and like, like that's what she's going for. But then she's also serving a higher power and it's like, what? Like, I like Cinder as a character, and I think she was a very interesting villain. But a lot of things just don't add up with Cinder. So yeah, I love, I like, I like her character. I like a lot of the stuff she did this season. But it's, it's how do you look back and think that this was a good arc? It was a bad arc overall. Cinder just really doesn't work. Like if you look at her actions, don't, don't like they don't a lot of times make sense. They're just too. It's too ambiguous. Um, and, and of course, there are people who are like, well, you know, like the Joker's a villain and blah blah. Joker, the Joker actually makes sense in his like insanity. But Cinder, we don't have this kind of like we don't have any like. There's no substance to Cinder. There's it. She's she's just she's just for show. She's flashy. Yeah. She's like, she's like all yeah. She's all flash and no substance, right? Like it's 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 uh and a lot of people hate her for that. Like we should say like yeah. there's a lot of really people who really don't like Cinder, and there's people who do. And yeah, I I'm very, a and I'm a Cinder fan. Like, yeah, I, like I, I like Cinder. Yeah. But she's a very like she's a very superficial villain. And character like there's not much to cinder and i don't think cinder's like the problem with the season but i do think like i don't think this is one of the terrible arcs but i do think it's a bad arc yeah i mean well that's part of it and i mean we talked about like the villain like up into a certain point we were like we don't even understand what the villains are doing like what's the point of the season and like we'd have all of these moments where it's like ah oh, the villains have the upper hand but we don't really care because team ruby has no idea anything's going on there is no sense of urgency and it's just, and then we get to the end of the season and we rush through these three episodes where a lot of stuff's happening, but then it's still like, I don't get it. Like, I still don't, like, why do we have to have the Grim? Like, nothing makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about, uh, okay, so there's other aspects of, I was, okay, that's Cinder's character. Let's talk about the villain plot, which kind of is intertwined. Uh, the use of Grim this season. Um it's it's uh it's not really a plot arc i think it's more of well, just honestly this is like the most grimless season yeah there uh, i guess so yeah i mean yes we go you know we get to the end of the season and there's like grim everywhere but like for a while they're fighting each other now yeah they're fighting each other like we don't really have grim yeah i think that the, we we don't agree with how the grim were used that it doesn't really make a lot of sense and it's just kind of dumb and like they do interesting things with the grim and like there's some suggest like you know when we talked about how um, Roman died and how it actually speaks kind of to how like you can't control the Grimm and like what they're doing. Really I think, I think Roman's death with the Grimm was like the best Grimm moment of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Cause it's like even the Grimm dragon, like 
okay, the Grim Dragon looks really cool, and like, oh man, it like drops Grim, but then it's like, I it's don't a, care. It's a Grim spawn, yeah, I don't care either. Like, oh, and it gets frozen. Like, what? What's the point of this? Am I playing a video game? Like, yep, yep, yep. Um, yes. And this is that's the thing that really I think is irksome about the season is now I've talked all the time. I love how Ruby's animated, and I don't want to watch Ruby. I want to play Ruby, which is very upsetting because I can't actually play the video game. Because I won't <laughs> but run it, on my it is out there now, though. So, but this season actually has like a video game plot because it doesn't make sense. It's like the core of video game. The core of video game plot is terrible. That's what is going on. Like this plot, like we have this villain plot and like it's nonsensical. Like it, nothing adds up. And you get to the end, you just have an epic fight. It's like, okay, where was the, where was the payoff? Yeah. Uh, other aspects of the villain plot, the White Fang and Adam. Um, this is one of the more uh, repulsive ones of the season. <sighs> it's it's uh, So it's not really even a long-term plot line. We just get to see cinder recruiting the white fang in episode seven and then there they are at the ends and especially adam's character basically every defense i got of um basically the adam moment was the worst of the season the adam scene was uh, hands down it's repulsive it's probably the worst of the show i mean maybe john's plot arc is worse narratively but um i think the single moment this is by the single moment is by far the worst and basically all the pushback i got other than uh, other than you know idiot men saying it just didn't bother me when i was making a social point um not that you're an idiot if you said that it's just it's you need to broaden your perspective um that's not what it's about it's now it's yeah i don't i don't care if you didn't care i care that's what i was saying yeah like it's not that i care my opinion might be more than you but like i your, your pushback to me should not be um i don't i don't care about this i don't care that you don't care anyway um other than that the other thing that i got which was somewhat legitimate was this will make sense. People were like, this will make sense when Adam becomes the main villain of the show. Um, and I think that's like a natural reaction to that scene, which is like, we have this character thrust into the spotlight. We know there's going to be a new main villain and like him shooting down our main characters would be slightly more fulfilling later on. If Adam becomes more important, however, Adam is not important at all in this season, so he is no. absolutely terrible in this. And also, it doesn't look like he's going to be super prominent later. Like, he's, no. not, well, he's not our main villain. Well, that's the thing. is like, even being like, oh, he's going to be our main villain. Like, one, there's nothing to indicate that. Also, like... Well, for a while, it was ambiguous who was above Cinder, so yeah. it played into that a little bit. But. but then there's also, like, this whole, like... Adam's literally in the finale for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And he does something terrible and then leaves. Like, that's not okay. It doesn't matter if he's going to be the main villain later, which he's not. Yeah. It's just... And that's the other thing, like... And we could even talk about Adam as an art. Like, okay, let's... let. Even though we haven't gotten concrete, like, for a long time, there wasn't really any mention about Adam or, like, any concrete, like, we're going to get more of Adam, Blake's character, the black trailer, all of this was hinting at Adam and Adam being important and like there is no payoff with Adam we just get this mess before uh, Adam is a total failure this season before heroes and monsters there were a lot of Adam fans uh, apparently and um like that's before he was like showed up in the show really at all and like yeah. I think that's kind of understandable like he was pretty cool in the black trailer he like appears cool yeah. ominously at the end if you're an Adam fan like this is not like you should not be anymore because this is not yeah. the character. It's a different character from the one you were a fan of before. His yeah. his entrance into the season is just a completely different person than we previously saw. And it's just not he's not even like really a, a character. He's just kind of no. this blob who is like apparently all powerful and can cut down our heroes for no reason. Um, even to some people more infuriating than this, uh, not for me, but to some people was the use of the white fang. You t- 
touched on this. I think I, I didn't I was too enraged at Adam to kind of see yeah. how bad this was, but the White Fang's um kind of moral message yeah. uh is completely thrown is completely thrown out this season. Like they went from like like Blake's arc in season two was brilliant. Season like, wait, what's volume two? Okay, what'd you do in volume yeah. two? Well, Blake, like the struggle with I think I'm right, right? Like Blake, um, when Blake runs away and they have to go and I think like that is one. I think it's season one. This is one. I'm pretty sure. There's some stuff in season two too, but like the whole Blake is a, a faunus thing happens okay. in season one. Sorry, I watched. In my defense, I watched them both together. Oh, like. It like I literally went from book one to book two and watched it all. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so it's it's just it's there's a lot of like like it's bad for Blake's character because yeah. she's she's built up as like this moral character and caring about things. Like we build up this idea of like we have this movement, and yes, Blake has separated herself from it because she doesn't like how radical they are. But like they still stand for something. They stand for faunus rights and like we have a lot of like there's a lot of and it's like even if they're doing it in an extreme and... even though they're doing it in an extreme way it's they still have like a purpose right like yeah like stuff. they actually have a purpose they're actually like they're a social movement like they are a group but not but not in this season when they're just reduced to an army at the end of yeah they season. literally just become a force of evil and like they're just violent and it's like what's the point of this and obviously we know like the context of this is that cinder threatened them into it but that's the thing is like we completely like ruined the white fang. Yep, we did. And like, if your response to that is uh, Cinder threatens them, that's not what our point is. Our point is, no. you could have just not done that plot. And yeah. could have just had them. Because honestly, the white fang, like that was a really interesting part of the show. It was an interesting part of Blake's character. It was an is- interesting fa- um, facet of the universe that we have this conflict with the Faunus. And it was very nuanced and interesting. And I mean, it has a lot to do with like our world. And like, it has like, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. And was, then we take this and just ruin it. It was a good plot. It's a lot. It's one a lot of things have done. Uh, fantasy shows have done with like el- elves and stuff like that. Like it's always like the the minor minority ra- fantasy race. Like it's it and it's and it was handled really well here in the first yeah. few seasons and then not anymore. So they just ruin it. Uh, there was absolutely no reason to do so. Yeah. Uh, speeding up a little bit. Yang's um, Yang's fall this season. Uh, I, I I I didn't identify a purpose by the end of the season no. why she's being picked it's up. even more pointless than pira dying yeah i mean there's just she just like gets blamed for all of this and it's i guess it's like bringing yang back to earth because she's too cocky but then she like gets her hand cut off we're punished yeah. we're punishing yang for nothing so well that's the thing is like now there is value when you have a character and it, you break them to do something else with them but the thing is like there has to be a point and a purpose and like and we haven't seen that point yet presumably presumably they're gradual. going somewhere but we haven't yeah. seen that yet but it has to be gradual no we have like literally team ruby like, like isn't in the show like also like, it's just it was just yang is going from like yeah she she went like, from being awesome in a fight to just cut down twice without and yeah there's it, there's it was, no point it was just badly handled yep uh ruby's arc i think this is one of the good ones i mean ruby's arc is always weird because she's just like the the focus of the show but um i think she like continues to like gain more like like more confidence in helping people and more abilities she's not that much different from previous seasons but we again, just see more like we just see ruby kind of blossom it's yeah, not really ruby like... blossoming and then at the end like having white uh white angel wings come out of her eyes so yes. um I think that they do a decent job building up to the Duax, um, even if it's um, Duaxes are never good. But uh, this is the character who you would have it to, the character yes. who's uh, who's blossoming the entire show. So I think that was decent. Like, 
yeah. uh, at one arc that was actually decent. Um, Blake didn't really have arc this season, so Sorry. no, nothing to comment on there. Um, I, it's upsetting. We didn't mention this during the Pira discussion. I think Arcos, uh, John and Pira, this season was actually a, a good arc. I mean, it, it is. I do think it is a good arc. Good arc in that, like, I it, think the Arcos this season was much better handled than the previous. Yes, seasons. and it like grounds Pira. Yeah, it does. I think it's. I think it's just good across the board. I mean, neither of us ship it, and we kind of hit no. John, but like, I think yes. it is good across the board. It, they do. They handle it very well, yeah. and it works. And who doesn't love a tragic love story? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, it would be ten times better if it was the reverse, but yes, same. <laughs> with the character we dislike having stuff happen to him. Okay, uh, last thing, the maidens. I've been ranting about this a little bit already, but um, the maidens introduced terribly in uh, arbitrarily and arbitrarily in episode six, and it just goes nowhere. Uh, There's no like we have the stuff with Pira. It's relevant. It's, like, it's relevant for two episodes, and then it's not anymore. That's not, and then we get to the end of the season, and it's like Ruby's not even a maiden. What? There's one why? maiden. You introduce four maidens. There's one that's relevant this season. It's not clear why they have to be a group of four. It's just one fall maiden, and it doesn't really pay off in the finale at all. Um, and it's just it's just really bad. Yep. All right. And like it's just pointless. All right. Let's talk. And about- then like our main ends up being evil. Like what? Yep. I mean, I guess. I mean, now we have the yeah. I guess Cinder's now the maiden, but then Cinder is dead? Question mark. So maybe the maiden. Yeah, if yeah. Cinder's dead, the maidens don't matter at all. But it's like exactly. But it's but like, it's but, like but, but, but like it's like if Cinder died, then she saw Ruby at the before her death. Yeah. So then Ruby gets her power. Exactly. So now Ruby has angel wings, like a gray, is like gray eyes, and like uh, is the fall maiden now. So Ruby is just gonna kill everyone, basically. Ruby's just like the super avatar now, right? <laughs> super avatar, the extra avatar. So yeah, that's just a class failure. Okay, let's talk about the our episode rankings, then we'll evaluate the season as a whole. Um, basically, I'm a big fan of tiered rankings. I think tiers <laughs> make more sense than uh, just arbitrarily ranking things number-wise. I've provided Delaney with three main tiers, good, okay, and bad, and then great and terrible, if you think any fall into them at the top and bottom. Delaney, what was your number one episode of the season? Okay, this is in the Amazeballs tier. Which is the great tier, okay. No, 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 no it's Amazeballs, and then it's great. Okay, sure. I have an extra tier. Okay. Dylan actually let me have fun with the tiers this time. And I have Lessons Learned. As Okay, so your number one episode is Lessons Learned. Which is episode for the Weiss character development episode. Yes, okay. Lessons Learned. So let's talk about that quickly. Um, this is an episode where we have a fight happening in the second half of the uh, the. Okay, Emerald, Mercury, Coco, yeah, so actually, no, that's the beginning of the fight. And then we have some awesome Weiss stuff happening, too. Like, the only, like, it's just the Weiss, like, that's, like... Yeah, so... It was really hard ranking episodes because, Because there's a lot of good and bad, yeah. Yeah. So I had this episode, I agree the Weiss stuff is great, but because of the bad tournament stuff also happening here, I had this episode as number five in my good tier. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is my fifth ranked episode. I can see why it'd be your number one because I do think you could make a. I do think the white stuff was the best of the season. So, like it's just the best. And like honestly, that's just the standout thing for this season for me is Weiss. Were there other episodes in your top tier? No. Okay, so that was a, a tier above. Okay. It's just lessons learned. Um, so my top tier was the great tier. You'll have other episodes there. Yeah. Um, I of course, uh, no surprise here, had beginning of the end. Uh, by the way, just ranking these is the only time I remembered that we had a beginning of the end and then we had the, the beginning. beginning. I didn't even, I didn't even remember that. But yeah, uh, I was I said when it aired beginning of the end, episode seven, our Cinder Baxter episode was the best of this. Not only the best of the season, but the best of the show. And I stand by that. It's clearly the number one episode of the season for me in the 
still the number one episode of the show. Where did you have that ranked? Uh, in my good tier. In your good tier. It well. is the top of my good tier. What an what an incorrect ranking, Delaney. <laughs> well, I I um. Well, I have end of the beginning higher. Like I like that more than beginning of the end. Yeah. Um. So, what was your number two episode? Uh, it's brawl in the family. Not shocking. It's brawl in the family, which is the other Weiss episode, right? Yeah. It's just because of Weiss. I the reason it's below it is because of the crow and winter fight. Even though I like that fight, we didn't really like crow at that moment. And this was uh this was our crow versus winter fight. Um, and it's better looking back on it because like we like crow but we also at the time, we, al- like, what is going we on? also had the scene in crow's office discussing a bunch of plot stuff yeah um actually this was not the weiss episode um no yeah i just had it no, i had it because of winter five four yeah five this was not a way four and five were our weiss episodes and yeah winter yeah so i yeah i mean i think i yeah, I mean, I don't see what's particularly good here about this one. I mean, I also like Winter, but I think that fight, while at the time was one of the best of the season, was yeah. quickly outmatched. I have this in the bad tier at number 10. Um, but I, I only could, have one in the bad tier. I could see it being in the okay tier. Yeah, you rank things too high, but continue. Um, you can't say that. This is all opinion. And then I have... <laughs> no, definitively too high. It's Brawl in the Family, End of the Beginning. Okay, so let's talk about End of the Beginning, our final episode. This was my number two episode of the season. Like I, and again, like I'm, I'm, we all, I hate ranking things. That is a well-established fact. I hate it. And honestly, I could probably flip into the beginning or it's brawl in the family. Honestly, this probably, this would probably change if I actually rewatched all the episodes. Yeah. yeah. Because we didn't do a rewatch. Like this was just literally me looking at the wiki and being like, oh, that's what happened in this episode. Okay. Let's go. Let me do me through mine. And then you say where it was under because I probably spent slightly more time on it. Um, But yeah, the finale I think the finale is my number two episode of the season. I think it's in the good tier. There's the problem is the first half of this episode is great. And then the second half is bad. So yes. like, where do you rank it? Right. Um, that being said, even though the second half is that's bad, part of the problem with like, that's the problem yeah. with ranking all these episodes. Cause there are good moments in these episodes, but really none of the episodes are like a hundred percent. great. Basically for me, except for ends of the beginning, beginning of the ends, uh, episode seven, I thought was all good. And then fall, which I thought was all bad there. Everyone was a mixed bag. So it's just like, which weighs out over the other for me. Well, and I'm higher on fall than you are. Fall is in my good tier. It's at the bottom of my good oh, tier. That is, uh, inconsciousable, uh, that ranking. I will say that's the thing. <laughs> I'm higher on Dylan on some things than on other things we agree. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, looking back on this, Delaney is like, and she's been, like, all critical, but she actually, like, likes this stuff better. Apparently. Well, the thing is, like, I like, the thing is, like, we talk about it, and it, oh, my problem is the season overall, it's not really the individual episodes. Because my episodes are ranked fairly high. Granted, yeah. if I did a rewatch, I'd probably be like, these are bad, these are bad. But, like, looking back on them, they're not as annoying as, like, the season overall. Yeah, I mean, I only have three in bad or worse, so um, it's. I only it, have one in bad. I don't even have anything in terrible. I have fallen terrible, obviously. Um, so yeah, the finale. Uh, I think that it's one of the for me. It's the second best step of the season overall. Like at least it's intriguing. We have one of the best scenes of the season yeah. with um, uh, with Cinder with uh, yeah, Cinder and Pira, and like more importantly, there's just nothing dragging it down. Um, like like the second half is not good, but at the same time, there's nothing awful. Like for me, my third episode is Heroes and Monsters. Uh, uh, my fourth is Heroes and Monsters. Yeah, so Heroes and Monsters. If, if you take out the Adam scene, it's it's uh, in it's in yeah. it's in the great tier. But with the Adam scene, it weighs it down. So, um, like, well, I, Heroes and Monsters is in my great. Like our tiers are just different. Yeah. Um, four, I have uh, Destiny, which you're, you don't like. So I know I have Destiny in my myth. Yeah. So my we disagreed on this episode. Uh, 
during the podcast on it. It's a it's a very like quiet before the storm type episode. I think everything's solid. I think there's nothing like here's the, like when episodes have nothing terrible, then they they move up my list because there's just really nothing here for me to super complain about. I think everything's fine. You could argue that there's just nothing like stand out about it. That's for me. Like yeah. I mean, I can forgive more terrible things if there's like really good stuff, but if it's just meh, it's meh. So that's where Destiny is is in meh. Five, I had lessons learned, which we already discussed. Um, yeah. Purely in the good tier because of the white stuff. Everything else is bad about it. Um, six, I had PvP, and this is my okay I had, right now. Um, I Where do you have PvP? PvP, like, so what we were, you were talking about is in your good tier was in my great tier. And then mm. in my good tier, it's this beginning of okay, This is my okay tier. So where do you have PvP? It it's it's in it's the second in my good tier. It's after beginning of the okay, end. So that's the equivalent tier for you. Yeah, this episode is just very meh overall. Yeah. Um, I like. I mean, the pier, the pier, and um, and uh, and Penny stuff. Nope. People. Yep. Once pe- we've established that once people die, I completely forget their names. So. Yep. Um, true. Penny better be coming back. By the way. Please. <laughs> or else the season moves down even more. Yeah. Uh, even though it just gets worse. That scene was good, but everything else is mad. Okay. Uh, never miss a beat. I have Same. a seven as a Same. neo K tier. Uh, yeah. Again. Why stuff good, everything else meh. And like we were, we were, we were like, like I actually think we liked this episode. Looking back, it's not as good yeah. for me, but um, yeah, I, we I, liked this episode. This is the episode where we really diverged from everyone on. Um, yeah. Like we were like, this is good, and everyone else was like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think the fight scene still is okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, eight, I have round one. I have Dylan Wiser. Let's the same. <laughs> I mean, these are the these are the meh episodes. Like, like this is yeah. the first episode. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah, round one. Uh, I have Battle of Beacon at nine. I have fall and then battle of beacon. Well, that's yeah, that's invalid. But uh, battle of the beacon, yeah, I, we we like we podcast on where like this episode was okay. It was nothing special, uh, nothing terrible in battle of the beacon. Um, but there's also nothing very good. Yeah, I have, in my bad tier now. I have it's brawl in the family. We talked about that. Uh, I have uh, second from the bottom. New challengers. New challengers is the only one in my bad tier because yeah, episode's terrible. New challengers is clearly one of the worst of the season. Yeah. Um, also, Destiny is under Battle of Beacon because I don't like that episode, but we already talked about where yours yeah. is. Uh, yeah, so New Challengers, basically the bad parts of the season are Fall and um, Episodes 2 and 3. like And 4 and 5 also, half of them are, are also actively bad, but the white stuff redeems them. Yes. Um, episode 2 just has is pointless fighting the entire time. It's also the Emerald episode, and he's the worst in this episode. So, um, yep. Also, this, this yeah, this episode's actively bad. We also have Crow just watching the tournament being absurd in this one. Yes. Yeah, this was this was one of the worst of the show, for sure. And then I have te- Fall in my terrible tier. Um, and we, if you want to know why, you can watch that. Pod, listen to that podcast. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So if you want, send me an ask if you want either of us to send out either of us can ask if you want either of us to post our lists. But there you yep. go. Let us know what you thought the best and worst are, what your episode ranking would be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Looking at my list, I have five episodes in good or better, three episodes in bad or worse, and four episodes in okay. Uh, so it's overall slightly balanced, positive, but that's not a very good uh, season ranking, part by part. So that's the thing. Like, we there's two ways to evaluate a season. You can evaluate it um, like as a whole. What are the recurring um, like plot lines we've talked about, which most of them were bad. And then you can say it's a sum of its parts. And as a sum of its parts, I think it's better, but still not a good season based on our yeah. rankings. Yes. My rankings in general wave much way positive. Like I generally like episodes I see and there's just like a solid, there's only five episodes, which I thought were net positive. Like that's not very good. Yeah. Like it's like, 
and even though like based on my rankings i'm a little bit higher than dylan is but i also like my tier system is a bit different than dylan's we have similar sentiments about part by part regardless of the arbitrary tiers yeah yeah like the tiers are just i don't like using tiers like you could Um, argue that pvp and never miss a beat should be in good um but i think round one battle of beacon for me brawl in the family new challengers fall like those are clearly net negative so well i like I, i like fall and like dylan but you need to repent for this uh clearly, no. <laughs> clearly like incorrect. i told you i liked how it looked clearly incorrect that's why clearly i, clearly you I liked it okay we so had a, listen to the podcast y'all will know clearly incorrect okay uh what do, what do we think of the season as a whole as a whole now uh it's basically the problem yeah. big problem is like seriously nothing works long term no. season like all of our plot threads just there is one die. plot thread i should mention we which was kind of the overall theme of um of fall of uh we thought we speculated or fairly early on before i saw anyone else that the season would end as like a negative reset um where every they wouldn't be in the school anymore um everything would be ruined and we have to start a new and we are starting a new with like a new team and a new journey and um the reason we're able to speculate is because they um they like i I actually think this is a good thing like they they were working towards this the entire season I mean, I think as a in a season as like a negative trajectory for our heroes and everyone associated with good in the world, I think that it really works um, thematically in that regard. It, it really did. Like, you know, there are several things about the season we don't like, and there are several things about this, this season that was not executed well. But the fact that none of this came as a shock and that everything that happened happened was like we were we saw this coming. We saw this. Like the end of the season is fairly different. shocking, given like the seasons one and two like everything changes and yet it was not it it didn't seem shocking they they correctly built this up yeah which is good because i mean you don't want to be like where the heck did this come from what am i watching it was done this was done well this you know we're heading like just we're just racing towards destruction and that was very it was very well telegraphed it was very well foreshadowed like it this was done well it was done. Yeah, and I think, and like we we predicted this very early on. Yeah. So, as the sum of its parts, it's okay, not great. As uh, looking at overall themes, it's not good. Um, most things are bad. But here's the thing: like, I'm not gonna sit here and say this is an actively bad season of television overall. Um, and here's the reason: um, it's purely because it was entertaining enough. There's like, here's like, for me, the cardinal sin of television is if it's boring and only there were a few episodes in the first half. And that's why this first half is really, really bad looking back that were boring because the tournament matches, um, just exhaustingly, just exhaustingly boring. So, um, I, I think we were there for a little bit, but we get out of it. Even if fall is awful, 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 at least like we're doing something and, that's the thing, like... Well, that was the thing. We finally got to fall, and we were like, we hate it, but at least they're doing something, because we were like, where are we going? What's the point? And what I think, I yeah, and I think that, that like, praise is uh, nullified a little bit, because they ultimately don't go anywhere with it, but right. it's but still, like, it's better than... And to a certain extent, even though it's a worse episode, it's better than the tournament stuff before it. But here's the thing, like, Ruby, and this is why, like, like it's genuinely one of the shows I'm, like, the most fan of, um, like, I'm the biggest fan of, and... That's because it's like it has still like the season still had super interesting characters. It's still the incredible character models, like uh, the great action scenes. Even and that's one of the by the way one of the praises about this. The one of the like they rebounded really well in the uh, 
uh, fight scene department. Yes, it was bad, bad in the beginning, and we got some great ones at the ends, and like they're able to pull it off, which genuinely surprised me. Um, so that's another positive. But like even through all these bad things, narrative wise, Ruby's still like an entertaining show and one that I like like watching and one that I care about the characters and it's for. Gorgeous to watch. It's gorgeous, and um, I I just like I even if they're going in bad places, like just doing going this is the type of the show that probably needs to go somewhere yeah um, i i like like i think that it didn't need to be i think that after season one we could have kept it as a quieter show we could have been super focused on our main characters obviously monty never wanted to go there which so given that we're going in this direction the season is a fine continuation of that um i really would like us to get back to the roots of season yeah. one and focus more on our main four but that's always my criticism of ruby always yes and always, it's not yeah. just the season um is season two as well so like i'm it's like tons of things to criticize but still overall Which like, this new beginning that we're getting like even though we just have ruby because they've scattered team ruby to the wind at least it's like intriguing and it's going to be exciting well, and at least we're trimming down our characters a little bit that's true like, and we're and killing people off means less people to worry about yes, so like thank god because it's although like, we need to bring penny back so yeah no we need penny back immediately like right now she needed to be back like yesterday what's gonna happen in season four prediction is um the rest of team juniper is gonna separate from ruby ruby is gonna like resuscitate penny and they're just gonna go on a big uh ruby and penny gay adventure together and that's how it's and gonna get the rest of team ruby back Eventually, but first we need time for some nuts and bolts. No, but then we that's can. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's the my prediction. Okay, I think that's officially my secondary ship. By the way, nuts and bolts. After I'm, I'm gonna ship Ladybug until I die, and it's never gonna happen. That's, that's like but... the. I think that's maybe the one that's the furthest from happening. I don't know. Though. It is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go down with it, and it's okay. Because I don't dislike any of the rest of the Team Ruby ships. They're oh, okay. all A plus. It shouldn't have been an afterthought. I. Uh, this show conditions you to not think about it but another huge criticism is this is another show without any um with with just we were just promised to get, we were promised. promising a character and that has not happened yet um we're, this we're is at, this was being... another season with just uh just straights no gays and uh, no non-straights uh and a show with four female leads very shippable leads that did not actually go anywhere Where with it they also maybe you could argue that they queer baited this season you honestly they could they did um, which is the worst of anything we've mentioned, if true. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's a definitive, but they, you could right. argue that they've done that. You could argue they've been doing that the entire show. Um, that's true. And uh, that's that's really not good. I th- I think the there's going to be a gay character makes more sense now that we learn that there's a twenty season plan. It's like yes. at somewhere in our long in our long season, like oh my goodness, it's season twenty, the last episode. Yeah, no, it's 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 awful. Um, one one positive though, I think, is kind of Ruby maintaining as kind of an uh, this like asexual presence on the show. If John, if John will keep his grubby hands away from her. Yeah, which we're worried about, and I genuinely think they're gonna they're one hundred percent gonna sexualize Ruby at some point. But um, functioning as an asexual lead to the show, I think Ruby's great. Like it I was. I genuinely love that representation. Um, and I I like here's the great part. Like this is actually a character where you can't default them as straight because she has shown genuine you and no uh romantic Zero. or sexual interest um like she's just ruby she's she's just ruby like and and the problem is like it's not them actually trying to have representation it's just them like ruby is like the child right so it's them treating it like that which is please good protect her please. which is fine on its own protecting like the kid but um please. 
it's it's uh it's i do think i do think uh context wise like there's no non-straight people on the show yes there is ruby's not straight right like she's yeah. just asexual so that's that's cool um and yes. even though i ship ruby with weiss like um if that never happens uh I, i'd be fine if she never <laughs> if she's uh still asexual as but, long as we have an actual gay character who isn't just some random character who's just the guy on that team right who we thought yeah. that's what, which doesn't seem like that's where they're going at least so good okay um, other things about the season overall, you can think of random predictions for season four. This rat is wrapping up our Ruby coverage for a while. Mm, we're gay. We're <laughs> yeah. I mean, I looking to season four. Uh, also, I really, really, really need. Like, I do not want this super long Ruby separation. We literally had a season where there, we didn't even really have Team Ruby. Like, this is gonna get old real fast. Yeah. No, they need to get uh, Weiss and Blake back on board and do something with Yang's arc. Yeah, with Yang. If, if they're going to separate Yang, Yang and have her as this awesome recovery arc, then I'm fine with that. But yeah, just don't write Weiss, write Weiss and Blake off the show. That's not- Yeah, like this is, especially since they already wrote Blake off the show. Like, no. we're going to not have Blake for a season that we're going to kill her. Great. No, they did terribly with Blake's character this season. I am so irritated. Like, this is, that's probably for me the biggest... Okay, no, it's not. It's because Adam is the worst thing that happened. But granted, that's, but that's also tied part of, that's to part the of, terrible yeah. handling of Blake's character this season. Yeah, no, it, it was really bad. Like, honestly, until this season, Blake was arguably one of the, like, it's really Weiss and Blake are the more developed, more characterized characters, and we have a lot with them. And then we get Weiss, which loved Weiss' development this season. Like, it was great. Obviously, it was just two episodes. It was kind of upsetting, but it was brilliant. And then we take Blake, who is, has also had wonderful characterization the entire series, and then we just, she's not even on the show and then when she's finally on the show, they do terrible things to her. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of bad this season. We complained about a lot. Um, I, I'd like to give um, closing props to uh, Carrie and Miles for producing a quality season of the show, given these uh, really bad circumstances. I think that they did a lot better than I imagined. Like as much as disappointed as I was with everything that happened, I like genuinely didn't think it'd be this good, especially them continuing the animation and action scenes up to this extent. Um, I'm like genuinely impressed with the two of them, especially Carrie, I think because of, he stepped into a lot of the Monty role here. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I know I, I criticize with love to a certain extent. When the Adam scene happened, that genuinely enraged me. But like most of, for the most part, I am criticizing with love here. And um, like I just I just it's frustrating because I think the two and especially Miles, like because he's the main writer at this point, have a lot of potential with the narrative, and we're falling back into similar things that they are doing wrong a lot. And um, not that I know better, but um, it's uh, it's it's look back and it's easier to look back than to yeah. <laughs> their position in writing but looking back it's uh it's there's it a lot of not great stuff here and i do hope it works better as an overall unit as the show um and you know still a big fan of the show and genuinely excited for season four because i do think like like we said the overall theme and trajectory of the season was we well, have a clean slate was well handled and we now have a really interesting place to start at so looking forward to see what they do um great job the two of you and the entire ruby crew it's a pretty incredible production for a non uh non-hollywood tv production to have a yes. internet show this good it's that's one of the things that drew me to it it's genuinely like a great a uh, very good animated show and um seeing it continue to thrive like this is is 
genuine is very encouraging. So yes, definitely. great job, all of you. And um, thanks for thanks for listening to our Ruby coverage this season. Um, not the crew because they're not listening, but all you <laughs> all you fans. Uh, and um, I know you probably disagreed with a lot of what we said today. And feel free to voice that in the comments. I will. Of course. I will respond um, in in. In in to, in in uh in with what you said uh whatever uh thematically and um yeah I I don't know check out other stuff um maybe maybe if we get Ruby nostalgic we'll do something at some point um I don't know what that maybe we could have like a Ruby shipping podcast specifically yeah. or something like that right and we haven't and we haven't um this is our first time actually covering Ruby we might we could go back and do we could um, go back and do some season one and two look back yeah slightly. I don't know. I don't know how interested I'll be in that because this show is very. That's the thing. Like being this show is very in the moment for me. A yeah. Bit. Like it's very much like being a part of like watching it week to week. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Dylan Heisen and Stanley Stovall, OverlyAnimated.com, uh, Patreon.com/slash/OverlyAnimated. If you enjoyed our Ruby discussions this season, and there genuinely were a lot of you, even though a lot of our feedback was negative. There's <laughs> these are some of our most listened to podcasts. So. Um, no, you're out there. No, you're out there. If you like this, consider consider becoming a patron and supporting us. Um, Shana, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, and Rachel are current patrons, aka Hannah, Fever, Mitch, Cordell, Nervous, Beatrice, James, Buzzard, Mailman, and Rachel Rose. Um, you also can have a cool nickname. Shout out to uh, Shana and Andy, who are the patrons who listen to our Ruby coverage. Uh, yes. Have been, uh, we've had some great discussion on the show on our patron exclusive group on Facebook all, all season long. Um, and if you want to be a part of that, you would have you could become a patron. So, yep. Uh, com. Check it out all there. Thanks for listening. Genuinely, thanks for listening, guys. I know, <laughs> I know, um, it was a little bit rough with some of the comments and stuff this year, but like, I genuinely do appreciate everyone listening to our coverage of the show. And this is like, I genuinely was worried about like how we'd be received and stuff. And like, it's such an established fandom, and I don't care about that as much anymore because, uh, some because I don't know. It's the fan. The fan Fandom inherently has has not as negative parts to it, but yes, inherently all fandoms do. So, um, except ladybugs. I don't know. I feel I feel more legitimate in my uh, coverage of the show now because like because I, I feel like we're doing something that uh, no one else is covering this show with the type of perspective we are. So, shrug. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks, Delaney, for hosting for co-hosting Ruby podcasts with me this year. Of course. Yeah. Well, and thanks for listening, guys. Let me know what you thought. Bye. Bye.